podcast. I am Jonathan. And I am Caleb. And I'm Vic. <laughs> yeah. Got a special guest this week, just heads up for you, everybody. Um, and so uh, on this week of the uh, podcast, we'll be talking about some adventures in hunting. Uh, I got some... What? What the hell are you doing? You forgot the rest of it. Oh, shit. <laughs> Wow, okay, I suck. Serious, you're fired. I'm sorry. Oh, boy. Can I just start over again? No. Okay. Just go. Okay, <laughs> fine. Uh, we, all three of us, um, we are, we're all nerds, um, and uh, me and Caleb I accept were, that. What? <laughs> I accept that, yeah. Yeah. I would, it's, it's a compliment, let's face it. Right. Right um, now. Yeah, right. Um, and we are, well, Caleb and I, uh, we are a couple of aspiring filmmakers. I am really screwing this up. <laughs> wow. That, uh, love to watch and critique movies, but also enjoy a lot of bit of the nerd life. Uh, this week on the podcast, we will be talking about some pops that, uh, I got. Caleb really didn't get anything, did you? No, I haven't. I almost did, but I chose not to. Oh, okay. Uh, no Blu-rays this week, because... Halloween's coming out soon, so yay. Uh, we have nothing for this week's sneak peeks or through the wall. Like, it's bare. It's dry this week. Um, and then our main event of the evening will be our All Bros breakdown of Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. So, yes. Yeah, with our special guest, Vic. Thank you. So, without further ado, let's get to it. So with Adventures in Hunting, um, I picked up a bunch of uh, pops over the past couple weeks. Um, from eBay, I was able to get M'Baku from Black Panther for about 8 bucks. Came in pristine condition. Uh, I was also able to get um, MJ from eBay uh, for about the same price. Um, she also came pristine. Uh, from Walgreens uh, a couple weeks ago. I was able to uh, get the uh, Walgreens exclusive Spider-Man Noir. Um, Is that the one with or without the hat? Uh, it's the one without the hat. That one's pretty cool. That one's really cool. I should have picked that one up when I saw it. Yeah, you should have. I want to get the common too because that one looks really cool. And I loved his character in the movie, so I want to get the common as well. Um, and then through uh, Walgreens' website, because uh, Funko Pop Hunters posted that it uh, got a restock. I was able to get the uh, Star Wars Episode Three Anakin Walgreens exclusive, where he like has his like gr uh, yellow eyes. I guess is that like before or after he gets burned? Uh, it's before, but so it's, like it's like they right. Sh they should definitely make one of those where he's like you know singed. They totally <laughs> like a movie moment. That's just my opinion. The movie yeah. moment would be badass. Exactly. There we go. Dude, they yeah. could do that one. The the movie moment where he's getting burned, Obi-Wan's above him, and just call it high ground. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Bam. Let's go. Um, and then I got the, um, so, what was it, like two weeks ago, Hot Topic released their um, Infinity Gauntlet thingy. I don't know what it's called. I 
it's not really a figure. It's like a display. Statue? I guess. Okay. I don't. What did they call the the Beauty and the Beast rose? I have no idea. Uh, anyway, uh, Hot Topics website was having a sale, so it was only twenty bucks. But then I also had a birthday certificate, so I was able to only get it fifteen for fifteen bucks. So I caved, and uh, hopefully that will be showing up soon. Um, and then, as far as Funko Pops coming in the near future, uh, Hot hmm, Hot Topic did a Periscope last night. I think that's what they called it. Uh, where they just show off? Yeah, what's coming soon? I think what isn't there a spotlight? Anyway, uh, they did, I think, like, uh, I think they showed Kiss the Dragon, but I think you haven't followed Hot Topics as well, right? Yes. Okay. I don't follow Dragon Ball, so I don't as closely as Koi would know. Yeah, Koi would definitely know. <laughs> um, but the other one besides that uh, is a, a new one coming to the Gravity Falls line, and that is Waddles, who is uh, Mabel's uh, pig. that big of a connection to Gravity Falls that you do. Do you watch Gravity Falls, Victor? I do not. I don't. I'm sorry. There's very few shows that I actually, like, watch or any, you know. If I do watch a show, it's on Netflix or Hulu. Something that I can binge through really, you know, really fast. Okay. Um, I recommend so, yeah. it. It's a good cartoon. <laughs> it is pretty good. Dude, I, it hooked me in with the, uh, the decoding stuff at the end of all their episodes. Right. They put, like, uh, different codes that you can go in and, like, at the end of each episode, too. And it's just, oh. like, a secret code, and you have to, like, uh, decode it to figure out what it says, and then it just leads to different stuff. And then the clues just get harder and harder and harder, and I kind of just gave up after a while. <laughs> <laughs> There's more. In it's just incentive to watch it till the end. Is that it? Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like. Sometimes they're like super quick, and I just can't get it. I can't pause it at the right time. My timing when I mm. pause stuff is awful. <laughs> um. So Ow. that's all we got for adventures in hunting and through the wall and this week's sneak peeks. And for this week has been dry. This is actually a new record. Less than seven minutes, and we're already into the main event of the evening. Yeah, I thought last week was our <laughs> record, but yeah. last week we were at eight. Yeah. Woo, we beat it. Heck yeah. I hope that wasn't too long. <laughs> Hopefully not. Um, but what do you say that we get into our main event? Let's do it. It's time! Time for the main event. Let's said our main event will be our breakdown of spider-man into the spider-verse with our special guest vic um he was able to catch the movie as well um so we are going to talk about it so where should we start well first i think our guest should introduce himself a little bit yeah a little no, bit I'm, more than we I'm, have <laughs> no i'd be happy to do that yeah um my name is vic uh I have, so I 
am a host of my own podcast, Tailgate Talks, and we talk about anything and everything under the sun. It was just a show that I came up with after sitting on the tailgate of my truck with my friends at a bonfire, and we just were shooting the shit, and it was fun, and yeah, I liked it. And so my friend Rosie, um, who I've known since high school, uh, she actually co-hosts with me. She unfortunately couldn't make it today, but um, so we, uh, we've been doing that for a while now. It's a lot of fun, um, and uh, I mean, I don't, know, I don't know what else you'd want to know, really. I'm a huge Spider-Man fan, so I'm actually really excited to, to do this breakdown with you guys because, uh, like Rose said, I saw the movie already. Actually, I've seen it twice, <laughs> so I, uh, I, I'm, just, I'm really excited to, to break this down with you guys. say <laughs> yeah <laughs> now you're all good yeah you should have seen the lost look on his face <laughs> <laughs> i'm all about this stuff you know this well so yeah no i uh, i mean i don't know how you guys usually do this i mean other than uh from what i've heard in your past shows but i really enjoyed the movie it's a good movie obviously i saw it a second time very willingly and i really you know yeah so yeah. So we usually start, or we start off with Rose reading a synopsis. So you oh. got that pulled up. Gosh, damn it, Rose! Talk amongst yourselves, please. <laughs> Man. All right. So <laughs> how our breakdowns usually go is Rose is supposed to have the synopsis up and read that off for us, so we know what the movie's about. Um. Then we list off our favorite characters, um, our least favorite character, who we thought the most important character to the story was, um, who the least important, and usually I try to think of who could like could have been removed from the movie, and then the rest of the time we just fill in with talking about what we loved about this movie, and I think there's going to be a lot of stuff that we talk about that we loved. Yeah, no, like I like I was telling you guys before, like there's. There's plenty. There's gonna be plenty for me to like contribute for this, so I'm really excited. Um, I know Rosie had a lot too. She actually, uh, my co-host, like I said, she couldn't make it with us on here, but um, she sent me all her notes, and it was a it's a pretty lengthy <laughs> list of notes. And boy, like she, uh, you know, everything that you mentioned, favorite character, least favorite, you know, all that stuff. Like she wrote down all that stuff and why and everything and. You know, Rosie's definitely the one on 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 tailgate talk. She's the one that, uh, you know, keeps everything organized, and she's the one that helped me kind of like organize myself on that show. So, uh, <laughs> so it was it didn't come as a shock that it was like the answers were as long as they were, but I've managed to shorten them for us, but still be as descriptive and detailed as possible. Nice. Well, Rose finally has the the. The synopsis up so About if you time. will <laughs> i'm giving him a really evil glare right now i just want to point that out yeah he flipped me off earlier yeah i did <laughs> all right so it says miles morales is a new york teen struggling with school friends and on top of that being the new spider-man when he comes across peter parker the erstwhile i think is that how you say that word yeah okay the erstwhile savior of New York in the multiverse, Miles must train to become the new protector of his city. 
that pretty much sums it up. Yeah. Um. So, the first, our favorite character, and Rose, you want to start us off with that? Um, don't get me wrong, I really loved Miles Morales, but I'd actually have to say Peter Parker. Which one? Okay, like the one from the brown hair multiverse, Peter <laughs> Parker. <laughs> That's I think that was, uh, that was, that was Peter B. lost you for a second what was that oh i was saying that that they had him at he goes in uh like comes into the storyline i just thought i'd you know i don't know if that's helpful or not but the brown-haired one yeah peter b Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah there we go that works yeah better yeah we're having a little uh -oh. there some... You're just cutting out real bad. I was hoping that was not good. Let's see. Still. <laughs> Hopefully not. Yeah. Oh, uh, so, who is your favorite character? Victor? Uh, mine, mine, hands down, was... Uh, the same one, Peter B. Parker, our brown-haired Peter. Um, I liked him a lot. I don't know if you want me to give reasons or what, why, why, but. Uh, I mean, if, if you I have can go over them <laughs> again, if you want. I, I mean, I I enjoyed him. I liked I liked him just because, uh, and I I think that. Um, yeah, I I feel bad saying it because I know Rosie. My, my, you know, she said the same thing that he's, he's a lot more relatable, like his life and the universe that he comes from. I mean, he's divorced. He's scared of having kids. Um, those were her, you know, that was, that's from Rosie's notes and stuff that she sent me, but I, I was on the exact same page with liking him. He's just a lot more relatable than, um, you know, to real life. Like that just seemed a lot more relatable. Whereas the other Peter, just seemed like he was living a perfect life kind of thing. Yeah, it did seem like that a lot. Um, so I, I don't know if we explain this, but our our reviews are one hundred percent spoiler. So if there's anything that you want to get into that you feel might be a spoiler, if the person or if our listener hasn't heard it, it's kind of on them. Gotcha. Um, so they they come in already knowing there's a spoiler alert. Then. Oh yeah. Alright. I mean cool. I hope they do. <laughs> well, well then gloves are off. Here it comes. <laughs> yeah. So when the movie opened and we got the introduction to Spider Man and it took me a second to realize that it wasn't Jake Johnson voicing him yeah. and it was Chris Pine. I actually didn't even know it was Chris Pine Chris Pine until the credits. Really? I thought, I thought it was like Jake Johnson, like just like changing his voice a little bit. I don't know why, but yeah, when that uh, credits rolled, I'm like, "Oh, really? That was Chris Pine? That was Chris Pine?" Yeah, that was crazy. That was crazy. Um. Oh. Yeah, 
Yeah, that really threw me for a loop. Me and Brielle. Brielle was like, I thought Jake Johnson was, was voicing him. And... Are we on speaker again, Vic? Yeah. That's my bad. I was looking at some notes. <laughs> That's my bad. <laughs> You're fired, too. <laughs> oh, crap. I'm like, oh, shit. it's just a one-man show, then. Yep. <laughs> Someone has to, need us. to pick this all up. So... Your all three of you, your favorite characters were the Peter B. Uh, yep, brown-haired Peter. The the brown-haired Peter. Yep. Yeah. That is correct. I'm gonna have to disagree with all of you because my favorite character was Spider Ham. <laughs> okay. Yeah, Spider Ham was funny. Don't get me wrong. Can, can he really be considered a character? He only had like what, like three minutes of screen time. Yeah. It doesn't matter. He was still my favorite. <laughs> okay, that's fair. Yeah, I, if, I didn't if think I were to he say was he was the most important, then we could argue. <laughs> it's kind of sad that none of us said Miles Morales. I mean, I know, right? <laughs> the main character. Kind of I, I mean, I didn't think that he was as funny as I thought he was going to be, though. Like yeah, going into that, knowing that he, they really were. Like, I, yeah, the one that I really wished. Um, they had saved for the movie when he's like, I just washed my hands. That's why they're wet. No other reason. That I, I, I thought where he's where they're all on the ceiling hiding from from Miles's uh, roommate. And he's like, do animals talk in this world? Because I don't want to freak him out. I thought that was hilarious. Yeah, that, yeah, that was his best line. And I hate that was just given to her. I, well, I mean, out of the two good lines that he gives. Yeah. <laughs> Well, sorry, sorry, Caleb, I like but the I... one where he's on the where they're on the roof of the Fisk oh, dinner, Anna's... and someone says, "What a pig!" Yeah, and he's just like, "I'm right yeah. here." Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, that was funny too. So I mean, I don't know. I I just felt like he wasn't nearly as funny as I thought he was gonna be. I don't mean I'm not saying that you know I'm not, I don't mean to put your favorite character down, but you know, he's crying. Yeah, right well, now. you hurt my feelings. <laughs> All you forget, you guys. Hey, I'm not saying I didn't like the I really enjoyed Spider-Ham. I did too. Dude, he was oh, so good. I got I I got to have a whole Spider-Ham movie and be freaking happy. I mean, uh Spider-Ham? Yeah. Dude, they could do a whole like Netflix show about all the different Spider-Men. I really only want one of Spider-Ham and Spider-Man's wife. That's fair. <laughs> All right, so let's jump to least favorite character. So my least favorite character is – I didn't hate him. I hated that he wasn't in the movie that much. Is that okay? Because I don't have a character that I really hated in this movie. Well, you don't have to hate him. He's just least favorite. Okay, uh, it's the Green Goblin because he was literally in it for like 30 seconds of that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I wish he was in there longer. I don't know. It kind of stinks because – I mean, I, I have, I've been trying to, like, think of which Spider-Man villain is my favorite, because Doc Ock actually might take it from Green Goblin, but I've never seen the Green Goblin in that kind of, that version of him, so I was interested to see what they were going to do with it, but they really didn't do anything with him, so that's not quite my least favorite. Hmm. What about you, Vic? Uh, I'm going to go with blonde hair Peter Parker, which is kind of hard for me to do because he's still spider-man and that is my absolute favorite superhero ever 
So it's hard, like, it kills me inside to say that any version of a Spider-Man is my least favorite, but he was my least favorite. And I, I think because he go, he is the polar opposite of my favorite Spider-Man. Like, of the, in the Spider-Verse, like, like I said, Peter, brown-haired Peter, Peter B. Parker, whatever you want to call him, he is the, he's the relatable one, and Peter Parker that ends up dying in Miles's universe is like, like I said, he's just living a very perfect life, walking the line. I mean, I don't know. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. You know, great. Somebody's got to live those, you know, high standards. But I don't know. I just, I just like that. Uh, I, I don't know. He just was too perfect, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, I didn't. It's just. I, it's, it's just, it just wasn't like how Stan Lee typically makes his characters. You know what I mean? Yeah, All of his characters, yeah. they he he made it an, a point to like make sure that every like all of his characters had some type of human flaw, and I think that's why I didn't like him, and I was like okay with him dying. If that's weird to say, but yeah, he you know. did. Yeah, yeah that bugged me. <laughs> yeah, I. Wasn't expecting to get that Spider-Man when I went into this because at the end of Venom it shows the clip of Miles at the the cemetery looking down on uh, Peter Parker's headstone. So I thought Peter Parker was already going to be dead. I didn't expect them to kill him off. Like I'm pretty sure I heard a kid like start to cry when. That Peter Parker died. Yeah, that caught me by surprise. <laughs> just crushed his head. Yeah, I was like, Damn. oh shit. Okay. <laughs> like, this, this movie got real. <laughs> Which actually, you just mentioned uh, Rosie, my co host's fa- uh, least favorite was Kingpin. That's actually like my, my least favorite, too. I wasn't a big go. fan of Kingpin. Yeah. And yeah. it was, she didn't it like was him probably just because, because Brielle throughout the entire thing was just like, how does he get in that car? <laughs> right? <laughs> He he was I thought he was the car at one point and like it you know he gets out and like what the hell there's no way there's no way he fits in there I kind of get that because I've heard um with uh, his wife and son uh, to understand like why he goes to the depths to where he goes to like bring them back you kind of need to watch Daredevil because uh, the way Vincent D'Onofrio plays uh, Kingpin like really shows like how much he cares for his family whereas I didn't really. Like, I got that in this movie, but I didn't get it to its full extent. Like, I didn't, like, think that, like, he'd go to literally opening the Spider-Verse to be able to bring them back. Yeah, that was See, that was interesting. See, and Rosie didn't like him because he, uh, he just doesn't, like, he wants his family back, but he doesn't seem to change himself, you know what I mean? He's, like, the way Rosie puts it is that, there's no he doesn't do anything to change himself or have any kind of character development so to speak he's just you know the same from start to finish he's still trying to kill spider-man and that's what drove him away in the first place you know but he's still trying to bring him back and kill not just one but like what five spider-man 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 i don't know spider spider people Spider people. <laughs> yeah, spider people. I guess spider people because there's a there there were two girls there so it can't be yeah. spider men spider people. Yeah, so I'm on 
board with Rosie, my least favorite was Kingpin, and it was because of the exact same reasons. Like he, his story was a little weak. Like I, at, like you never really got to know why he was doing what he was doing until really late in the movie. You just, like he was just kind of opening a portal, didn't care about the effects on New York or the world, and you, you're just you're just expected to believe like that that's something he wants to do until it's like oh he's trying to bring his family back like you, you don't really get that backstory and i think it i don't know if the that backstory would have worked i feel like it would have worked better with like green goblin that would have been awesome like if green goblin was the one trying to open that portal to go and to try and destroy all the spider-men that would make a lot more sense than kingpin trying to bring his family back yeah, that would have. Because doesn't he just steal his family from a different dimension with him in it? <laughs> I think so. Like, I'm pretty sure there's going to be another kingpin in another dimension that does the exact same thing, and it's just like a... Someone's getting kidnapped until one kingpin ends up with the Spider-Ham dimension <laughs> family. <laughs> But I would have much preferred, like, Green Goblin be the main villain instead of Kingpin. Yeah, but would you want it the way Green Goblin looked like in this movie, or, like... I would have preferred that one be the one from a different dimension, and then have, like, Norman Osborn and Peter B. Parker's dimension be the one that's hitting, doing everything. Okay, alright. Alright, so, who do you, we think is the most important character to the story and i and i let's not do miles because i'm pretty sure that's like an obvious choice damn it i mean it is it's he's the main character okay so who progresses his story the most peter b parker then yeah i was gonna say that's that's kind of like a right or wrong answer to ask though i would say like i mean i guess that's what you're asking though like the most important yeah i guess because i i mean rosie says says that it was the the peter parker that dies because he he gets the set like he sets the whole story up well that's a good point mm-hmm. you know he's the one at least in that universe he's the one originally trying to you know stop the entire thing from happening and you know like Let's Miles know, like, I'm going to help you. You know, here's the, I don't think he called, he didn't call it a goober, but, like, here's the goober, and, you know. Um, so, I mean, like, according to Rosie, he's the most important because he gets everything started. That's actually a fair point. Yeah, that's, not who, that's not who I picked for most important. Me neither. But and yeah, and that's, that's, not, that's not what I have either for myself, but that. So who did you have? Yeah. Uh, for me, I have uh, Peter B. Parker, so I keep. I know I keep going back and forth on those two, but um, brown-haired Peter, because he, as far as character development goes, like there's a lot between him and uh, Miles. Like I feel if if I'm going off of like what you asked, like who helps Miles progress, it's definitely him. And he also kind of grows from that, too. And you see that at the end 
when he's back in his universe and he's like trying to change his life up around too, you know. So I I feel like I feel like he is because it gives Miles a chance to like, you know. Uh, how do I say this? Like, Miles puts him in a position that he has to change. Like, he has to want to help him, and I think he he comes to that, and that's I think what helps Miles. Like, I don't know. I'm not making any sense with that. I know it makes sense in my head. It really does. <laughs> no, I think you're making sense. Isn't it? Um, doesn't Peter tell uh, Miles, "You never really know. You just have to take the leap of faith." Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, but that's what I mean. Like, I feel like he's the most important because, and like, he went from like, no, I don't want a side gig job teaching you how to be Spider Man, to like telling him something like that. Like, you know, I know he can't. Like, when they're in the forest and they're trying to, you know, steal the information from uh, the computer, like, he's telling him like, it's it's fight or flight. Like, you have to learn just by being in the moment kind of thing and that was like a really poor way of of like teaching it but then like towards the end i think he he comes about it in a in a much better way where like you said like it's a leap of faith it's not just like you got to learn in the moment it is a leap of faith like you got to just go and try it and do it i was a big I, fan I just, of how peter was explaining how to release the like the sticky like when Miles yeah. couldn't get down from the light. I was yeah. like I loved how he was trying to explain how he does that cuz I've always wondered like how Spider-Man controls that. And hearing him kind of explain that was a little insightful to the character and I I loved that. I liked it too cuz you see that in any of the Spider-Man movies that you know have the um, what's it called? Like the origin movies, like you always see that he starts off like all of a sudden his hand is stuck to something, or you know what I mean. And ha- like I always wondered like how he manages to unstick himself. So yeah, that was, like that was cool. The Tobey Maguire one, like stuff was just kind of stuck to his hands, mm-hmm. and then he just suddenly can crawl up a wall. But it never explains how he was able to, like, release. And the same with Andrew Garfield. Stuff was just stuck to his hand. Mm-hmm. And then Miles, like, he had one hell of a time trying to figure his stuff yeah, out. poor kid. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, so did you say who your most important was, Rose? Yes, Peter. Uh, Peter? Yeah. So... Mine's different from all of yours because I actually think his uncle, uh, Aaron, was the most important because he was the one that took him to that. Oh, wait, the spider was already on him when he went to when he got to uh, the little area where he was spray painting, right? No, no. So the spider was actually it was like just there and it like started crawling down. And, you know, Miles is doing his thing, and it kind of just gets on him eventually. Okay. So I get, he, he did take him there, but the spider was just kind of, like, there in the vicinity. Okay. So, yeah, I'm still going to stick with with his uncle because he's the one that kind of encourages him to kind of be his own person. 
I like with that. The, with the spray painting. And then it, he's kind of the re- – with the spray painting, he's kind of the reason uh, he ends up getting all done up in the suit that he's in near the end. Yeah. He yeah. ends up spray painting that suit, which I thought was really cool. I liked how it wasn't just like Aunt May was making him a suit or something. That's what I thought. Yeah. Yeah, I thought they were going to do it too, that too, but he ends up just spray painting the blonde Peter's uh, suit black. And, and he sprays really the cool. spider himself. If you notice that, tagging he his, likes uh, his spider suit. His spider, yeah. Kids got. I, I I thought that was I thought that was pretty cool too. Rosie really enjoyed that actually. That um like how his his turned out. Yeah, she I really liked how part. it wasn't just like an already sewn suit, and like how you could see on the hands, like you could see the paint mm-hmm. kind of mm-hmm. coming, like dripping. Yeah. Off his hand, and I loved that part. Um, yeah, you can see the original like spider suit on the hands like how it has the like the webbing on there but then like you said you see the the spray paint yeah that was really good so that's why that's my reasoning for aaron being the uh being the most important to the story can i can i say this before like i forget it because i know i'm going to yeah but Am I alone in this thinking like, and I'm sure that there's this was something that they planned on doing, but I mean, you know, the original Spider-Man, his uncle Ben, is shot and dies, and that's who he loved and like looked up to. And Miles' uncle is the one he's shot and is killed. He dies right there in front of him. Like that's someone he looked up. I mean, like there are some differences in that. I just thought that was really cool though. Like they they try to they try to make Miles as different as possible from the original uh, origin, but also kind of similar yeah, in those things. Definitely different than what what happens in the comics when he comes up and right. finds out that Spider Man made him different. In the comics, yeah, I don't remember what happened in the comics. I don't, I haven't read a lot of Miles. Story. His like, uncle like tries to get him to turn to a life of crime, like using his spider powers. What? <laughs> yeah. Wow. So, kind of glad they took the direction they did in the movie. Yeah. So, I, me, and Brielle thought because I w- I've been playing the. Uh, this might be a spoiler for the Spider-Man PS4 game. Okay. Wait. Does it spoil the ending? Because I'm not. Done. No, it doesn't spoil the ending. Okay. I, I'm pretty sure you've already passed the part, but what part? With uh, Mr. Negative Man blowing up the ceremony. Oh yeah. Okay, so there's a scene where, um, Miles's dad is the one that dies, not. So I thought that was the route that they were going to take this one. That's what I thought too. And me and Morel were so worried that stuff was going to go down, but it it never did, and we're oh. Um. Yeah, I kind of wish that they would have saved Prowler for more stuff down the line. Yeah. Because I really like Prowler. Yeah, he was awesome in this movie. Um. I did l- really like enjoy how when Miles revealed that he was Spider-Man or the new newer Spider-Man that he didn't. Like what he did in the comics, not turn him to a life of crime where his uncle like hesitated. Yeah. And he's just like, oh shit. 
We lost Victor. We got you back. Yeah. What happened there? Yeah, sorry about that. Sorry about that. I uh, I don't know what happened there, and just kind of kind of lost lost you on that one. All right. Well, we got you back. <laughs> Whoops. Was important. <laughs> <laughs> so. Anyway, like I was saying, that that's my whole reasoning behind Aaron being the the most important. Good reason. He he guided miles into who he needed to be in a way taught him not to be so afraid of himself to not like get caught putting all those stickers up on <laughs> on the street oh that was great <laughs> alright so who do we think was the least important to the story And I've had a hard time with this because I don't want to take like a really cheap way out and say like Mary Jane. Yeah, that's definitely <laughs> a cheap way to. Can you guys go first? Because I'm still trying to think. I, I mean, I can I can let you know what Rosie's was. Yeah, what was hers? <laughs> hers was actually Spider Ham. What? <laughs> that's that's fair. <laughs> and and her reason was because why? Because why? <laughs> and, yeah, that was it. Just because why? And I think it was like, why throw him in there? He was, you know what I mean? Like he, I, like we discussed earlier, like he had a grand total of like three minutes of lines in the entire movie. I'm sure there was more than that, but like, I think that was her reasoning. Like he was just, I don't know. That that's, her her thing was just because why? That's a good point. I mean, him and no, Spider it's not him. <laughs> Him and Spider-Man Screw Noir. You guys. No, him and Spider-Man <laughs> Noir were kind of like the like put it in comic relief. Even though like Peter and Miles were very funny, they were kind of like the comic relief of the different universes. Yeah. Cuz mine is the mine is the other that other Spider-Man. I don't know his name. I just know it's Nicolas Cage that's the voice I don't The Spider-Man Noir cuz his name is Peter yeah. Parker too. Yeah. Noir. Yeah, that's right. I I didn't really care for him. I didn't think he was all that important in the movie. Yeah, he, he did. In the fighting, he didn't really get his moment to shine in the fighting as much as Spider-Man right. did. So, like, that's who I picked, too. Spider-Man Noir. Yeah. Even though he did have some, like, crazy funny lines. Uh, when he does the intro and he's just like, sometimes I let a match burn down to the finger so I can actually feel something. <laughs> what about Penny Parker? Uh, you know what? She's she was tied for me with that, but I decided not to say. I decided that she wasn't because she's the one that ends up doing the whole like making the new goober. Yeah, that's why I, I ended up not going with her either. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, I mean, even I, if she did I mean, create not the to goober sound... from scratch, she did etch the spider on it. Yeah. Exactly, <laughs> and not to sound racy. Because I know it's totally against what, like, Stanley is about. But you needed a little Asian kid to, like, you know, program that whole thing. Come on. <laughs> That's 100% true. Yeah. I mean. I, I feel like <laughs> Gwen could have done it. That's true. I mean, I don't know how tech savvy she is. But yeah, if not she didn't her, seem all that. Peter could have. 
I mean, I don't know. <laughs> well, well, I don't know the differences between the two, but in the uh, the Spidey Bells song at the end, he starts singing that he has a an degree in engineering. Oh, he he does say that. Yeah, so if the other Spider-Man has an, a degree in engineering, that he's pretty smart too. It's true. He's just not socially smart with like his wife. Yeah. <laughs> Damn, I think I'd have to agree with both of you. Spider-Man Noir. Yeah, me too. Spider-Man Noir. Yeah. Damn it. I'm sorry. Man. Spider-Man Noir and uh, Spider-Ham. Whatever. <laughs> Spider-Ham was awesome. I think Spider-Ham's like a little more important. Like a tad, like barely. Just, just barely. I think his uh his fighting sequence, where he's just like, does this feel like a cartoon? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was laughing my ass off that was, that while was great. he was freaking beating people with a hammer and his gift to Miles. He's like, here, I want you to take this. It'll fit in your pocket. <laughs> Like how he was just like I'm I'm taking this with the Rubik's cube. I'll never be able to solve this without the Rubik's cube. Isn't something this like is, that? This is purple. <laughs> <laughs> I like how Spider Ham was the one that was answering him. Yeah. Um Yeah, but now with our breakdown we just end up talking about the movie. Um well, I think you missed. Wasn't there like favorite parts or something like that? Well, that's what we t- do with the when we just talk about. Oh, it. I see. We just talk about the our the highlights from it that we enjoyed. Um. Well, if that's the case, I really like when they're stealing the, when they're trying to steal the monitor. And uh, or not steal the monitor, but like, they're trying to log into the computer into Doc Ox computer and then that's when he find like peter finds out like miles has the like camouflage power like actual powers and she's about to come in and they're looking like what do we do and he just like disappears and he's like well okay (laughs) like (laughs) i i laughed my ass off on that part because i was like that's hilarious because now peter's just like totally screwed dude i wish i could yeah, I l- love that line. He's like, ah, you poked me in the eye. <laughs> yeah. Um, I really l- like that scene, like I said, because he was describing how to, like, let go of the... Of the light. Of the light. And how the, you see um, Doc Ock and Kingpin talking out in the, the hallway. And you just see Miles struggling with the freaking light. <laughs> Um, what if people, so it's, you, like, you can't be stressed, right? Isn't that? Yeah. Okay. Just, yeah. just like to relax, whatever he does to relax. Fingers stuff. come off. Yeah. Yeah. So when he got his spider powers, when, like, I thought they were going to make a big deal about when he got bit by the spider, like they kind of did with, uh, Tobey Maguire. They made it like a huge ass deal. Like a, they dedicated a whole, like three or four minutes to him getting his spider abilities. Yeah. But with 
smiles, he just like slaps the spider off his wrist. Yeah. And he just wakes up and all of a sudden like, you know, oh, I'm, I hit puberty. <laughs> pants shrink. Like, what else? Yeah, his pants shrink. Yeah. He was super sweaty. Yep. His thoughts were really loud. Oh, yeah. I wanted to know what was up with that. But I think that's you know what? maybe spider sense. Rosie Rosie actually liked that it was and I think that's when she realized it was like she liked that it was like a comic book. Like like the, the art and everything. Not the art, but like the um uh what's it called? The just just the way the blocks. movie was done, like entirely. Yeah. Like she really enjoyed that. Yeah. But I think was... I think this could be me reading into it like way too deep uh to answer yours caleb but i think that's i think that's just to show because like spider-man like you know he's like his senses are like cranked up to 11 i think that's just to emphasize like how in tuned with himself he actually is if that makes sense yeah that makes a little bit of sense why kind of explains why the uh his thoughts were loud Right, like, he's hearing himself, like, he's more in tune with himself kind of thing, and again, I'm probably reading way too into that, but, I mean, that's what I got from that, was, like, you know, it's not just, like, oh, look, I'm sticking to shit, like, you know, it's, it's, like, I, I don't know. This was something, so someone actually brought this up earlier, um, that I overheard, but this was... I feel like successful attempt at what the 2003 Hulk movie was trying to go for. Okay, but I haven't they, seen that movie ooh. in years, so like explain that. So you know, like wow. the comic panels. Oh, okay. Like swapping yeah. back and forth and putting like the crazy, like they trying to make it like a comic book. This was a more successful attempt at that. Yeah, I, I can see that. that. Yeah. But, I mean, you got to kind of give the Hulk a little bit of a pass considering that was live action. And a bad a bad movie is a bad movie. Yeah, true. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I don't think they should have ever done that with that with that movie. They should have. Actually, they should just never have done that movie. If I'm yeah, it it should have just been a linear. <laughs> like, I could give it a pass if it wasn't doing the crazy comic book thing. Like, if it was just mm-hmm. a linear story, just like point a to point b not jumping around like a freaking comic book i think i could have given it a bit more of a pass on everything like graphics and whatnot because i've watched it recently and i i still can't follow the freaking story that well yeah like they do some weird flashback or with the dog thing they do like some weird jump back to where he's looking at a picture and then suddenly like they're there and I'm like okay is this a flashback is this like a jump forward is this actually happening and it's confusing it was Ang Lee that directed it right yep okay I mean I because it was like one of their earlier superhero movies I get what he was trying to do because like literally everyone wanted to see a comic book brought to life so I I get what he was trying to do but he really should have like thought it through better (laughs) um but I don't know. I give the guy a little bit of a pass just because it was such an early comic book movie. So, so you're saying because it was like a pioneer into all of that. Like he was pioneering all that stuff. Then. Yeah, a little bit. I mean, it came out after the first Spider-Man, right? 
Okay, it's 2003, so yes. Okay, maybe it doesn't deserve that noise. Yeah. Okay, I take back my comment. <laughs> <laughs> it's out there. Damn it. Can't take back words. Yeah, true. <laughs> yep, nice try. Now everyone's One thing I liked was you, their eyes. You have a soft spot. I like. I don't though. I hate that movie. <laughs> I thought I thought it came before Spider Man, but yeah, Sam Raimi did so much better. Mm. Oh, I'm stupid. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, one thing I liked about them was their eyes in the in the movie. Kind of like what they did, like with Deadpool, how he can like move his eyes and stuff. Yes, and they, I loved. That I thought too. that was hilarious. Because, like, when he's, like, shocked, they just get, like, all huge and round, and it's so funny. You, you know what I mean? Like, Are you talking about with their, their – well, while they're wearing their masks? Yeah, when they're wearing the masks. Yeah. Kind of like what uh, the uh, Spider-Man Homecoming suit does? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, but it's not, like, super mechanical. I mean – Exactly. It, well, it got – when it when – it, they did close-ups of it. They kind of had the weird lines that the uh, – Spider-Man Homecoming one did. Yeah, that's true. So it could have been both, but I I loved what they did with the eyes too. Um, yeah. I don't know about you. I just thought I just thought that added to the com to the comedy of it of it all. It did. It really did. Um, so um, I don't know if you two remember from the first trailer. Um. Did you recognize the song? Well, it wasn't even released yet. I'm coming home. They were playing uh, when uh, Miles like jumps off the roof and like it uh like when he leaves like it breaks into glass like the glass breaks. Oh yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Falling down in slow mo. Mm -hmm. So I was because they finally released the full song, and when it came to that scene, I was really hoping that they were just gonna start blasting that, but they never did. They only played it in the the after credit scene, and that kind of bugged me. I know we're supposed to be talking about our favorite parts, but that's just like one thing that like seriously got to me. Well, it's it just been what the perfect moment. That would have been that that scene gave me chills. It me too, but I would have like when literally been freezing if that song would have played. <laughs> <laughs> you're you're talking about when he uh so like when he's like totally in control with his powers now and yeah he's so like, like when he has his yeah. uh, he's gotten his yeah. full suit and he's like wearing his like hoodie with his basketball shoes and shorts. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that yeah. so something that I really enjoyed at the end. Of the like the whole thing when he's jumping on the wall and he actually like slides down, he's not so. I like how he's not oh. <laughs> completely in control of it, where it's not like he just has this come to Jesus moment and knows how his powers work. Yeah, he j he's still learning. I love that. When, I did too. You're you're t you're talking when he's like trying to talk to Peter, right? No, when he so after he uh, after all the people have gone to their other their home dimension. And mm -hmm. he's he gives his oh, dad yeah, a yeah, hug yeah, and he jumps on the wall because people are like cheering for him and then he like slips. slips. Yeah, and that that was part of it. <laughs> that was part of the move. I think that's he says something like that. I get okay. I know. What yeah, you're talking I about. loved that because I loved how he wasn't just super in control of his powers yet. <laughs> yeah. Like it took him. I uh, sorry. Go ahead. Like it. it it, like he still has stuff to learn to control and that's just i love that like it, in all the other ones it's just kind of like oh yeah he knows how to swing his webs now <laughs> or do all this they, crazy they make, shit 
yeah, they make him more relatable in that movie, I feel. A lot of the people, like, a lot of the good, like, in my opinion, good characters were really relatable. And I think that's why, because they had those flaws kind of thing. Like how you said, like, he didn't have this, you know, all of a sudden he was, like, a master of the art. I don't know about you guys, but, like, after this movie, I literally wanted to find out everything I could about Miles Morales. Uh, actually, I could help, well, there's a, there's a YouTuber that I like to listen to. Uh, it's called Comic Book, or Comics Explained. His name is Rob. And he, like, really dives into a lot of, like, comics and, um, like, the characters and stuff. And a while before the movie came out, I actually did listen to him talk about Miles Morales. And he talks about, like, Spider-Man and, like, the death of Spider-Man, all that stuff. If you wanted to listen, like, hear somebody else that's already taken the time into, like, reading and, like, going through all the theories and stuff, like, he's somebody that I would really recommend listening to. Okay, yeah. What's his uh, YouTube channel again? Uh, it's called Comics Explained. Okay. And if I remember, his, I know his name is Rob, and he's got, like, a beard. Okay. Really, really good. And he goes over not just Marvel, but, like, DC also, like, if you're ever interested in those. Trade but I always listen to just the Marvel <laughs> stuff. I'm like, totally good. Okay, yeah, no, I'll definitely have to check him out. Yeah. Thanks for and the there's show. some, like, because he does, like, different uh, little, um, what's it called, like, episodes, I guess you can call them. But then he'll he'll push them all together eventually. Like there's some Spider-Man ones where they're like two hours long, and it's because like he's, you know, meshed, I don't know how many episodes together, but it's super cool. Like I like listening to those. I would listen to those at work sometimes. Nice. Yeah, I'm a a member of the Marvel Unlimited club. On uh, so like I they have access to the online comics, and I might go back and read a few of his at least some of his origins because you could look him up by character um i've, uh-huh. I've gotten real into uh reading the spider-man deadpool ones nice they are they just call him a uh, spidey pool <laughs> and those ones are freaking great um they actually did uh a christmas one with miles in it where they were doing a secret santa and miles's secret santa was captain america and Captain America got him a vacuum cleaner and was talking about all the features of this vacuum cleaner. And Miles looked like he was ready to freaking jump off a building. <laughs> what the yeah. hell? Dude, I just lo- I love the – I love watching, like, my favorite superheroes just do random shit. <laughs> it's awesome. I totally agree. Like, I think one of the best movie scenes, like, from the MCU is still – when they're at the party trying to lift up Thor's hammer. I was just about to bring that up. Yeah, mm-hmm. that was great. Yeah, I, I love that. Like, those, those are my favorite and, and things he's to kinda watch. Su- and he's kind of sweating it. And he's kind of sweating it because, uh, you know, Captain America makes it, like, nudge a little bit. <laughs> oh, yeah, Thor's look is, like, yeah. the best. He's like the, but he's, like, the only one that notices, which is kind of funny to me, where everybody's, like, you know... They're just more focused that he couldn't lift it, but Thor's like, holy shit, he just made it move. Yeah. Like, <laughs> no, like, he shouldn't even be able to do that much. You know what I mean? Like, in his mind, he's like, he shouldn't even be able to do that much. But. Yeah. I also love how they made uh, Black Widow the only one 
doesn't actually do it. It's like, oh, no, that's not a question. That's the answer. <laughs> um, so getting back to the movie, did either of you guys know that his mom was Latina? Yes. I did not. Yeah. I. Did, did they showcase that all in the game? I think they but, did, but I don't like. She I doesn't really caught, have an accent. Yeah, I never caught on if they did. Actually, would she be? Th- does that doesn't make sense to me though? His name is Miles Morales, but his dad is African American. His dad's name is, if they're going by what the comics are, his uh his dad's name is actually Jefferson Davis. Yeah, because it was Officer Davis. So. I mean, it just kind of that like now that you mentioned that, it kind of throws me off because wouldn't his last name be Davis? It should be. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. There aren't any cu- cultures where the kids take the mom's name. Is there? Well, not Latin cultures. Yeah, don't they just combine all the names? <laughs> it, but the more uh, like I guess you could say authentic ones do, but yeah. I mean, either way, they'd still keep they keep the dad's last name. So now that you mention that, it's kind of I, I I just realized that, but yeah, that's interesting. I I want to do some more backstory and find out why he, his last name's Morales and not Davis. Davis. You know, Rosie actually almost cried in the movie. Which part? <laughs> there were two parts actually. And I'm glad that I saw that was the second time me watching that movie because then I could see like I like seeing people's reactions to movies that I think are great, and especially when I know there's like a good part coming up. But she like literally like gasped so like so loud when you find out that Prowler is Aaron. Like, she had no idea. She she was like, that was such a huge plot twist. I almost cried. I could not believe that. That was a huge plot twist. I agree. That caught me way off guard. That didn't catch me yeah. off guard at all because I, I keep up with I the didn't. comics. <laughs> um, well, way to make us feel like outcasts, Caleb. Yeah, I know. I, like, I, I, felt, I felt like crap because, like, I was a little jealous of Brielle because she didn't know that. Yeah, and she's just like, "Oh my gosh!" And I was just like, "Ah, oh, damn it!" <laughs> like I feel like I missed out on something because I didn't know that. Because that suspense is taken from you now, like, you know what I mean? Or not that suspense, but that like surprise is gone. You know, you already knew. If it like if it's staying true to the comics, like you already know. It's like reading a book and then going to see a movie, or yeah. see the movie if that's based on the book. Well, I told Rose this earlier. Uh, we've already we've seen Aaron before in the MCU uh, with in Spider-Man Homecoming. Donald, yeah, Donald Glover. Yeah, you know, remember uh, Donald Glover, the uh, uh-huh. criminal with the uh, that was putting ice cream in his trunk. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, Aaron Davis. Really? Yep. Holy crap! Yep. If so. When they, they pull or when a uh, Spider-Man suit pulls up his rap sheet, um, you uh-huh. can see his name's uh, is Aaron Davis, and he actually talks about uh, Miles, where he's he tells Spider-Man all the info because uh, his nephew grows or lives in the neighborhood. Huh. 
that's crazy. Now I want to go see Homecoming <laughs> just for that. I love see. I love that like Marvel does little things like that. Like that. Like it's just so awesome. Yeah. And the the great. Stan Lee the Stan Lee cameo, oh Rosie was like really, like she was like that was she loved 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 it according to her notes. I did too. I was like, I don't know. I a, a part of me like I felt my heart kind of sink. Yeah, me too. I honestly actually almost started tearing up at that part. Dude, I, I'm not going to lie. I did. <laughs> really? Yeah. Did you? Like hardcore. And Brielle's just like, are you about to cry? I'm like, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, you're I'm sweating. about to cry. <laughs> it's like everyone comes back when someone approaches them about crying. You're <laughs> crying. Look, you're... I know. Your, your face could be dripping with tears and you're just like, No. I, I'd have to say, like, for me personally, I think that part took it for me, though, like, as my favorite part, because I wasn't, I was not expecting that. Yeah, I wasn't either, and I think, like, when he says it always fits, and then it just yeah. hands over to the no refunds or returns, like, oh, that was yeah. perfect. Dude, those are his best cameos when he, sw- or when it goes from like something super heartfelt and then it can go to something hilarious. Yeah. Like, right? That's why I love the, that's why I was fighting so hard with the uh, Stanley cameo showdown that we did. I was fighting so hard for Spider-Man 3 to win. I, I, I do remember that episode. I remember you, uh, you fighting for that one. I don't remember the one I fought I, I was listening to you were fighting for uh, Winter Soldier. I was? Yeah, because it was funny. Oh, I thought I was fighting for Civil War, the Tony Stank one. You're yeah, I think it was Tony. I think it was between Tony's. Yeah, it was Tony Stank and then, because, yeah, he was fighting for Tony Stank and you wanted, uh, you know, one man can make, or one person can still make a difference or make a difference or something like that. Yeah, I was one of the nope. two. Nope. This, nope. Actually, this actually might be my new favorite cameo of his. Yeah. Same. And rightly so, though, because, like, I mean, I don't know about you guys, but I definitely did not expect that at all, knowing that, like, he's, you know, passed. And I know that I remember them saying, like, uh, they had done, like, I don't know how many cameos of him, like, before he passed. Like, he wanted to do so many cameos before he passed away. So, like, I wasn't expecting that at all. I think he did four. So, I think he did all of the cameos up to um, Endgame, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, he didn't do one for Spider-Man Far From Home? I don't know if he did one for Spider-Man. I know I'd have to double-check on this and check my facts, but I'm pretty sure that he recorded all of his cameos up to end game like for sure so I, I wonder if this one was like added on I, I'm sure they probably did like did those for like the big movies just so that they had them in there and then everything else was like if we can get it we can get it I wouldn't be surprised if that was like the mindset that they had This this cameo was was just fantastic, and I think they in a article I read they wanted the, 
first one to like this is the first cameos that he's in since his passing and they they on purpose made this like a, a heartfelt cameo yeah i'm real yeah. glad that they did and i'm even more glad that it was a spider-man one like a spider-man movie they did it in yeah i would totally agree because spider-man is literally that's, his crowning jewel yeah that's his baby man <laughs> that is uh hell that's, all his, of that's his baby Marvel right characters there. are his babies <laughs> I mean, Fantastic I mean, but Four. Did it, yeah, that's true. But I mean, I feel yeah. like Spider-Man, like, they're all great, but like, I think like Spider-Man's like some, in some way, on kind of like a different level. Yeah, like Spider-Man really took off yeah. in a way that I don't think a lot of people thought it would. I actually, or like, you know, well, when he made... I've heard a lot of uh, stories about him, like, when Marvel was like going out of business... He st- that's when he started writing the Fantastic Four because his wife was telling him, like, just write what you want. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I heard about so that. So I'm wondering if he actually wanted, like, Fantastic Four to take off and then Fox just completely ruined everything for that. And then mm. it's just Spider-Man. <laughs> it was, like, the, them and Spider-Man, I'm pretty sure, were his, his like, firstborns. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think another reason why Spider-Man took off, but is also like to me held to a higher level, is just because he's literally one of the most. Um, what's the word I should use? Relatable iconic heroes. Oh, like I mean, Spider-Man is one hundred percent his. Yeah. One of the most and he, relatable. I was it an interview. I can't remember if it was, like, a, an interview that I was reading with, with Stan Lee or something, but, like, that's what he does with, uh, with like, all of his, you know, like, with when he, what he likes to do with Marvel is, like, he likes to show the human aspect of everybody, and I think that's what you guys are, like, are definitely hitting on right now is, like, that, you know, he's so relatable, and that's what, like, like I said, that's why I really like the brown-haired Peter Parker because of how relatable he was like his life wasn't perfect it wasn't like complete shit but he was going through things that like anybody if they were to go through them like that's gonna bring him down i mean he was divorced he was saying that he you know invested in some really stupid things like a spider-man you know spider-man themed restaurant all that stuff which i think would work but that's just me but anyways i'm just saying like <laughs> right, but I mean, like you know, he he has his highs. Like I'm sure when he starts off that business, like it's going good, and then it comes down. Like you know, it has its it. He has his moments. Like that's what life is like, and that's what Stanley would like to do with his characters. They're not like all, you know, living a perfect, happy-go-lucky life. Yeah, I I relate with a lot more Marvel characters than I do DC. Like, I have a really hard time relating with Superman. Yeah, like it's it's rough, and the, or Batman. Like, you can't really, unless you're like a freaking orphan. There, like, there's really you can't really relate with him. And 
I think they ju- like with Jason Momoa's portrayal of Aquaman. I think Aquaman's starting to be a little more relatable. But even in the comics, his he's so like patriot like not patriotic, but just well, patriotic's the right word. But he's patriotic for Atlantis. Okay. <laughs> but he's also just like fills the Superman mold. It's just kind of like he it's he's a freaking god. But yeah. I can relate like super easy with Spider Man, who's a kid at heart, or Deadpool that hides his um, imperfections. <laughs> yeah, who or who hides his pain with behind humor? Like there was a comic of Deadpool's that I read with I think Spider Man was in it too, but there was a cartoonish character that got stuck in Deadpool's consciousness and got driven to madness because of all the it was like he was being abused in Deadpool's mind like Deadpool's consciousness was abusing this character and just beating him down and Deadpool's out in the world just making all these jokes but inside his consciousness is just ripping at him like and I don't have that on a constant basis <laughs> but 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 they but you see that like said a lot that like the funniest people are sometimes the saddest ones like Robin I think it's Robin Williams yep. mm-hmm. like when he passed away he was the one that said that like check you know the fun the funny it's the funny people that are like sometimes the saddest or that have the biggest burdens or something like that like so I mean, and I had I've had this conversation too. Somebody said they prefer Marvel over DC because, you know, Marvel like they're human, they are relatable, like you guys have said. Whereas DC, she was like they're like gods and like people that you could never relate to on a day to day basis. Yeah. Yeah, that was something that this movie did really good. It did. Like. It really did. I think this movie portrayed really well how a teenager would handle trying to fill the shoes of a superhero. For how old was Peter Parker in this movie? So Peter B. Parker was like twenty six or twenty eight, I wanna say. The one that well the one that died, he said he was they said he was twenty six. Okay. He was twenty six. So they were around the okay. same. Yeah. So no the other one was older. Oh he was? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because he was, like, saying that he was Spider-Man for 22 years, and the other one was, like, Spider-Man for 20 or 10 years or 12 years or something like that. Like, they all had been Spider-Man for different lengths of time, which is interesting. Then Spider-Gwen was Spider-Woman for a Spider-Woman. Yeah, something like that. And Miles was Spider-Man for two days. (laughs) Two days. (laughs) You know so the part that I related to the most, and I don't often share this with people, so I hope you guys and all bros feel, like, special, but I have a Spider-Man morph suit, and it's my, it, I mean, you talk about Spider-Man being Stan Lee's crowning jewel, like, that is mine. I love it. <laughs> and uh, when... When they show Peter B. Parker, like, you know, he's, like, got the gut and he's got the Spider-Man suit on. I looked at Rosie and I tapped her. I was like, 
that's how I look in my Spider-Man suit. Like, seriously. <laughs> I was, like, so, oh, man. I was, like, I relate to you, bro, on, like, a personal level. Like, you are seriously my brother from another mother right now. But... <laughs> um, That is awesome, though, that you own one of those. That is amazing. Oh, hell yeah. And people ask if I'm ever going to get rid of it. I'm, like, no. Because I'm going to hang it. When I'm old and I have dementia or something, like, I'm hanging that some bitch in there. I'm like, oh, yeah. dude, I'm Spider-Man. And it, it'll be written in my obituary. Man dies swing, trying to swing from a building thinking he's <laughs> Spider-Man, you know. <laughs> One of my the funniest scenes for me that I really liked was when that Spider-Man was being sucked in through the portal and he was trying to take a bite out of his pizza. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Like that is something that I would totally do if some portal was opening and I was like set being like sad eating pizza, I would still try to eat my pizza. <laughs> I'd be like, Oh, this is weird. <laughs> At least he grabs his mask though. Like he grabs his mask. Yeah. Yeah. It was like a last second thing. Yeah, but. Right. <laughs> I mean, I will say this. He has two hands and two web slingers, so why couldn't he have like, you know, gotten both? I would have like I would have still shot for the pizza, too. But, but. Well, you don't want webs on your pizza. <laughs> I mean, I don't eat the crust. I would aim for the crust. You're Spider-Man. You have, like, you know, precise, you know, like, you're you're pretty precise with where you're shooting your webs. So I would I would just go for the crust. <laughs> but I like the crust. <laughs> shoot the web somewhere else? I don't know what the hell to tell you, man. <laughs> I mean, is web edible? Is it really that web. bad? I don't, think, I don't think web is edible. Damn it. Um, and it like his is different, isn't it? Like he, I mean, I don't know. In the com- in the comics, if I remember, do, like he makes it so it like dissolves after an hour or some crap. Huh? It's a couple hours, I think. Yeah. I know, right? <laughs> Wait that long? <laughs> it's already cold by then. You need like pizza that tastes good cold. <laughs> um. What? Like, I wanted to get someone else's opinion on this because I really enjoyed this scene, but Brielle thought it was a little bit mean when they were going off to uh, Kingpin's thing to close the portal stuff down when they were telling Miles that he wasn't ready and tied him up to the chair. Because I, yes. I was 100% on... Peter Parker's side I was just like yeah dude like he's not ready he's gonna get in the way and then when they tied him to the chair I was just like that's a little far but alright and Brielle was 100% against me on that she's just like that was so mean so does she think that they should have taken him with them so she thinks that they shouldn't but they shouldn't have taken him but they didn't need to tie him to the chair that's and I'm like, that's necessary. I, like, he's just going to try and sneak out anyway. Yeah, but I feel like if they didn't, then... Because, like, being tied to the chair is what, like, pushed him... Like, he was, in again, in that fight-or-flight kind of mode or situation where he had to get out of there. And it's like, that pushed him. Like, he wanted to do that. Like, he wanted to help and be a part of that. So it, like, drove him to really tap into his powers. 
So I mean, I feel like it was kind of necessary. Also, well, he didn't if really they didn't, tap into his powers until after the chat with his dad. Yeah. Yeah. So I feel like it was the chat with his dad that would have, or that kind of sparked his his powers. I would have liked for them not to web his mouth. So he could have actually like tried and talked to his dad. Yeah. <laughs> Because I really felt bad for the dad in that moment. Yeah, that, was, that, that was hard to watch. Like, I was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> Dave maybe just, like, just webbed up the window and the door. <laughs> but, I mean, like, you could still cut through the web. That's a good point. Kinda you know, it wouldn't exactly nice stop them. Nice ways that they could have kept him in. Yeah. <laughs> I mean... I mean, I don't know. I kind of agree with their methods. <laughs> I, not that I would do that personally, but I, like, given that moment, I kind of agree with them just because, you know, if he would have had the ability, like, the capability or, you know, freedom to just go, I think he would have gone anyway. Like you said, he would have snuck out anyways, would have gone, and then really gotten in the way. You know, everything that happened, it kind of like, like you said, maybe it was after the, con maybe it was the conversation with his dad or what, but. I feel like that because it pushed him to like become Spider-Man like he was like a much bigger asset to the team. Yeah. I knew the second that he said or when uh, Peter Parker asked for the goober and he says like all right kid hand me the or hand over the goober and he's like no you'll have to take it from me I'm like oh shit. Right, <laughs> like, dude, you're not gonna win this fight. <laughs> the the hardest part was watching like all the other Spider people like stand outside listening to their conversation. Yeah, yeah. that was rough. Yeah, that was really hard. Because you know that they're like they're they're rooting for him to like step up to the plate. Yeah, but, but they he also can't. know that he's not quite yeah. there yet. Like, yeah. that was tough for me to watch. When, like, Gwen is out there and, you know, they're just, like, just waiting, like, kind of hoping that he does, you know, Venom strike him or anything, like, that was tough for me to watch. Yeah. And it was it was kind of a bummer to see that Peter, Peter was the one that was doing that to him because he yeah. was, like – kind of rooting for him in the uh when they were in the shed yeah. mm -hmm. and he's just like or when he's like introducing he's like yeah so he has these venom blasts that he can electrocute you and he's like go and he's like uh, i can't do it on command he can't do it on command but he can turn invisible can't do that on command either he's like he can't do that on command either or when they were kicking the shit out of him in that right scene. oh yeah I completely uh, forgot about that until now. Like, Aww. damn. Yeah. I mean, that was rough. I'm just like, holy shit, guys. Like, <laughs> just let him get up. But I think that was their point. Just like that Spider-Man has to keep getting up. Yeah. And he at one point didn't. I mean, he did like learn to control his invisibility in that moment a little bit. That's true. I mean, but I'm pretty sure, like, 
Can he turn invisible with shame? <laughs> like, is that what activates the invisibility? Because that would be a really helpful power. That really would. That really would. If I had that ability, I'd be I'd be invisible all the time. <laughs> Yeah, I wish I was joking. <laughs> oh, I guess not. <laughs> Anytime I'd go over to my parents' house, just bloop, and I'd disappear. You wouldn't even have to walk through the front door. No, I'd, I'd, I'd pull into the parking yeah, lot <laughs> and just turn invisible. Officer wheel crosses the driveway, bloop, there you are. Ugh. I uh, I do think though, like all in all, it was a great movie. It was a lot better than I thought. Honestly, I had a lot of hesitant. Like there was a lot of um, hesitancy. Like when I saw the trailers for it, like there was a lot of hesitancy for me to go and watch it. And a little after, before I saw it the first time, I thought. You know what? Like it's Spider-Man. That's my favorite character. Like that's my favorite hero of all time. Like I need to go see it. I should not have like I should not be this like negative towards it. And I'm glad I did. I th- I thought the movie was great. Um and it wasn't I think cuz it was like a cartoon. For me I was like, eh, I don't know. But it turned out great. And I'm glad I went and saw it. Saw it twice. Great. <laughs> What, good movie. what sold me with the trailers on this was the art style. Yes. I thought the art style was Definitely. crazy unique. And that's what, in the end, sold me on the movie. And I was really pleasantly surprised by how well the story was. And The animation alone is breathtaking. Yeah. Like, that's a movie that you need to be able to see in, like, IMAX. I, I feel like there was a lot of parts. I did like the art, don't get me wrong, but I feel like there was a lot of parts that, uh, like, I wasn't sure if I, when I first went into the movie to see it, like, the first time, I thought that I went, I was in the wrong theater, in the wrong theater, and that I was in the 3D one, because there were some parts where I was like, uh, I feel like I should be wearing some glasses right now, 3D glasses. Yeah, that was just kind of, like, was fuzzed out and stuff, but I, I mean... Yeah, but I, I, like I said, I did like the art. I agree with you guys. It was really awesome. I know Rosie really liked it, too. She liked that it was just like watching a comic book in real life. I kind of want to see it in 3D just to see if it adds anything. I hear it doesn't. doesn't? No, I hear there's like a couple scenes that do, like with the, with the snow okay. in the cemetery, but I hear other than that, there's not really much else. Well, I thought I'd save you the extra money. <laughs> Fine, next time I'll just let you go and find out for yourself. <laughs> no, because I've had a horrible, uh, what was it, probably like one of the worst gaming movies I've seen is Avengers Age of Ultron. There was not one thing that popped out of you. There was more 3D in the previews than it was in the damn movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's how they get you, man. Dude, I, I will not go see any movie 
in 3D other than Ant-Man and Doctor Strange. Only or anything that kind of relates to those. If it had, like, 3D in the title, you kind of have to see it. In, like, when it comes to, like, Saw 3D or something like that. Okay, if it has 3D in the title, but when are those movies, like, any, like, really good? Like, yeah. Okay, that's jackass. <laughs> I mean, you gotta see that's the kind of crap that Bronson watches and thinks is good. Like, good movies. <laughs> you don't like the jackass movies? <sighs> They're not for me. Dude, right, I'm out. Like, no, bro- I'm I enjoy out. those. Bronson's Thank the, you. Bronson's the worst, dude. <laughs> he knows this, but he, he... Okay, his... Like, any movie that he says, oh, it was alright... I'll usually go see and really enjoy. And anytime he's just like, nah, you, you don't need to go see that. It's usually a good movie. Because, and, okay, examples. So, alright, so when I was, I'm not a big fan of Fast and the Furious. But Bronson told, okay, Bronson told me that Tokyo Drift, he's like, that is the best Fast and the Furious movie. Yeah, it's the most Fast and Furious movie. <laughs> I don't. I kind of stopped watching after the second Fast and Furious, to be honest with you. It wasn't. Yeah, same. I, I just felt like it. I, saw. I actually saw. Yeah, like the, it, it just all seemed like the same plot. I saw the last one with Paul Walker. Oh, uh, seven, I think. No, it's, mm-hmm. yeah, his last one was seven. Yeah, so we, I, me and Brielle want to go see that, but I've only seen one, two, Tokyo Drift, and seven. It seems like in every new movie they say one last ride, but they never mean it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> one last ride. One last one this week, or... <laughs> right. Yeah, but anytime Bronson refers a movie, anytime he says one's good, it's usually okay, but anytime he says this is the best movie... You don't have to watch it. It's not, probably not that good. <laughs> like, I grain of salt any movie that he's like, this is amazing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because when he told me about Tokyo Drift, he was about ready to shit himself that I didn't watch it. He's like, you have to watch it. It's the best Fast and Furious movie. And I'm like, I watched it. And I'm like, you suck. <laughs> That's great. All right, so... I really don't have anything else to say about the movie other than it was like fantastic. It was. Um, like I told Caleb, uh, it changed my top ten of the year. It knocked Solo off and it took number two. And then Christopher Robin's still number three, but Black Panther moved down to number four, and then everything else just moved down. So Yeah. So that's for two thousand eighteen. I was gonna say I thought you said your top ten for the year. Oh, no, sorry. I was like, well, we just started 2019, so. Sorry. I already forgot what year it was. (laughs) Well, there you go. I guess it depends when you saw it, though. When did you I mean, was it still 2018 when you saw the movie? Yeah, it was still 2018. Yeah. Okay, so it it would have to go into those. I saw it in 2019. Nope, the first time I saw it was 2018. Yeah, so my. But if I saw it again, can I put that into my 2019 (laughs) category as well? Can I just shift it over? <laughs> I wish we could, but we don't make the rules. No. Yeah, if only. <laughs> All right. <laughs> just enforce them. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I think – so I actually had a bump. I put uh, this one 
number three in my top ten for 2018. And it, it bumped uh, Deadpool 2 off my top ten. Everything else shifted down. The only two that I thought were better than this were Infinity War and A Quiet Place. Because I saw that in theaters, mm. and that alone was like an experience. A Quiet Place needs to be watched in the theater. Oh my gosh, yes it I does. I hate that I missed it in theaters. Like, you, you should. I, you should. You really should. My uncle, who is like an avid, like he loves movies, and he saw that, like, he didn't see it in theaters because he's got a younger son that, like, probably wouldn't have enjoyed it as much, but he saw it at home. And I was, and I told him, I was like, dude, it's such a great movie, really suspenseful. And then I asked him about it after he saw it, and he's like, it was okay. It wasn't as suspenseful as I thought it was going to be. And I was like, I felt like such a jackass because I was like, man, you probably, like, I'm thinking you probably, like, think my opinion for movies is shit now. But, <laughs> it, and I was like, well, wait a minute. In my defense, I saw it in theaters, so it's louder, like, the suspense is there. Like, when you watch it on TV, it's n on your t TV, it's not nearly as good at all like yeah you should hate that you did not see it in theater though rose i'm just throwing that out there that that's the reason that uh infinity war and quiet place are above this one because those two mm. movies were beyond the point of being a movie it was a it was an experience yeah and so that's the only reason if it if it was if those movies weren't like that it would probably take at least number two. Because it was that good. It really was. So we have a grading system for our movies. Um, it's just A, or we have A plus. I thought we just said A. Just A? Okay, I wasn't sure if we had A plus. So we have A through F. And I don't think we've ever graded an F movie, but we usually... Anytime that we do this, we usually say uh, a letter grade and how hard or soft it is, whether it's closer to um, one certain one than the other. Yeah, and then kind of give you like your like a little bit of a reason behind your grade. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So. Okay. Who wants to start? I'll I'll start. So, with how on point the story was there were a few unnecessary characters i felt and the, like i think there were some things that the that the story could have improved on just to kind of simplify the uh, the overall story a little bit but i'm giving this a really hard a minus like barely an a minus like really like one point higher, it could, it's an A. So, that, so that's around where, where I'm putting it. Yeah. Um, I'm giving it, so I'm giving it an A, but like kind of like a soft A minus. Like it's like right in the middle. Just because, like you said, like there so was. So yours is like that two point jump? <laughs> yeah, yeah. There you go. <laughs> um, there were some like things that I think should have been taken out. Um, but like overall, um, it's been a while since, probably since Christopher Robin, that I walked out of a movie with a smile on my face of how much I enjoyed my time at the movie theater. And just the animation, the characters, voice acting, just everything was just literally perfect. 
for this movie. It, this movie is literally practically perfect in every way. Mm-hmm. So. Hmm. All right. What about you? Big. Um, I'm going to, and I'm trying to push all biases aside. I'm going to give it a very hard A. And reason being is because, and I mean, without reading the comics, but knowing a little bit of background just from, like I said, that comic explained uh, YouTuber, I would say that the movie did a really great job. Like, I know nobody really wants to see, wanted to see another Spider-Man origin movie. But this wasn't exactly Spider-Man. The Spider-Man that everybody knows and loves is Peter Parker. And it was something different, but also so, like, so close to home. Um, How relatable it was. The art was, I really enjoyed and loved the art. I like, like I said, I felt like I was watching a comic book on screen. I know Rosie enjoyed that as well. Um, I feel like the comedy was, you know the parts where they threw in their comedic relief was just perfect. I don't have very, like, there's very little for me to complain about. And honestly, like, I when I watch movies, I can honestly be quite a critic, too. Like, I mean, I have nothing really, I don't really have much to say that I did not like about this movie. I'm with Rose. I feel like it was pretty much perfect. Like, this... This movie was was great, um, so I would I would definitely give it a hard A. I mean the characters were great. There's lots there's great character development in a lot of the characters and uh, yeah, so hard A. Awesome. Well, I think that will conclude our breakdown of Spider-Man into the Spider Verse. Um, if you guys liked this episode and want to check out more, be sure to subscribe to us on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, SoundCloud. Uh, we're on iHeartRadio, Radio Public. We're on Spotify. You might want to search episode names because for some reason you can't search our name worth the shit. Caleb sucks. You suck. <laughs> um, you can also check out our episodes on youtube a new video should be heading your way but rose failed at that and the this punishment last week you get a reference fail point for that this is what happens when you have to work seven days okay so suck it <laughs> um you guys can also follow us on facebook at facebook.com slash the no punctuation in that and same with twitter you can follow us on twitter at the um, if you have something you want us to discuss in the next episode or a movie we should see, uh, you can fill out or you can email us at channel at gmail.com or you can fill out a form on our website, which is tinyurl.com slash theallbros. Uh, links to that are on Facebook and Twitter, I want to say. And uh, we hope to hear from you guys. So, until next time, I am Caleb, and I'm Jonathan, and I'm Vic. Come on, Victor, get with it. I'm sorry, I don't know, man. I, I... <laughs>
Oh, I don't. I didn't know you wanted me to say my own. Thank you, though. Thank you for having me on your show, by the way. I do appreciate it. Yeah. yeah. So where can we find your stuff? Uh, so we are available on. Are we accessible? I guess. I don't know. Uh, you can actually find us on um, on Spotify as well with Tailgate Talks. Um, there's also a nifty little uh, what's it called app called Anchor Podcast, which is what I also record my my episodes and show on. Um, and that with that one, you actually get a little bit more of the episode because there's like some music clips that we'll play occasionally. And you can hear them on there. Uh, for some reason, Spotify won't play it, even though that's where we get the music from from the on the app. It lets us connect them. But anyways, it's like some huge copyright stuff. Anyways, um, I know that we are also on Google Podcasts, uh, Breaker, and Stitcher, and a couple other ones that for some reason I cannot think of right now. Um, but yeah, that's that's definitely how they could reach us. We're also on Instagram. It's tailgate talks. It's tailgate underscore talks and Facebook, which I just did the page today. So I will be working on that a lot more because I'm on Facebook a lot more than I'm on Instagram, really. So. Yeah. Do we have an Instagram? We do not. Okay, we're making one. All right. Well, do you it. can manage. Fo- that. We'll follow. Okay. <laughs> Calm down. So, if you do, Tailgate Talks will follow you because, uh, you know, we need the followers. Woo, first <laughs> follower. Woohoo! First and probably only. Because <laughs> we just got our first on Facebook. Oh, we did? Mm-hmm. Oh. I think I know who it is. I think you do, too. Yeah. <laughs> it's us. <laughs> uh, well, I can go on there and, and follow you guys on there, too, so. Um, all right. Well, this concludes this episode of the All Bros podcast, and we will catch you guys next week when we do our breakdown of Aquaman. I thought we were doing Mary Poppins. No, we're not doing Mary Poppins. Just ruin everything. You're fired. You're all types of fired. All right. Well, like I said, this has been the All Bros podcast. I'm Caleb Lowers. I'm Vic. Gosh damn it, Vic. <laughs> I don't know trying. what the hell. He's trying. I'm trying. <laughs> you guys do things different than I do. I'm just going to stay quiet now. You go ahead. Do your thing. All right. <laughs> we'll catch you guys next week. Deuces. Bye. I don't know what that was. I don't either. It sounded like you burped. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>